0: Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years.
1: Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya! A long home run for Cody Ransom!
0: The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game Podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, welcome to
1: Playing the Game, episode numero 6. Uh we are here with uh with Brock White as usual. Yo. And uh the guest for this evening, Alex DeHondel.
2: What's hey, going hey. on, bud? That's oh. good. How are I you? wish I
3: was lucky seven. Six. Uh, we'll call it lucky six.
2: Well, you actually are seven. That's yeah.
3: Oh then fine, I'll be lucky seven. That's you, the best number.
1: You definitely by the
2: book you're number seven.
3: Okay.
1: Airwise you're gonna be number six. It's okay. Seven, but, seven. but you're the seventh guy that we've interviewed so far. I like far. it.
2: All yeah, right. 100% number seven. You're lucky seven.
3: Congrats. It's a, it's
1: a milestone, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, once you hit seven and we're lucky. It starts rolling. Then we're good. Yeah we're gonna be seven hundred. Seven hundred.
3: <laughs> and you got all the kinks out, right? For all the other stuff. I mean, no, that'll I can, take probably two hundred episodes for. We're recording now, so we're not gonna have to redo everything. We, we, the, the red button, red is red 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 on. button is on. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't um,
2: make it more easier, and somehow I screwed it up. <laughs> well, red is red is
1: stop. Green is go. Green
2: yeah, is go. Yeah, you See, I can see that. I I see it's, it's backwards.
3: But in recording, it's always red. If you ever look at yeah, it. Yeah. Well. Remember the old. Tapes? Sorry, we're not. Yeah. Remember the old <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't done a lot of TV recently. You used to make the mix tapes for your lady. You know that. You remember back in the day when he <laughs> Better did? Better believe it. Yeah, I and mean, they see.
2: made them for me.
3: Oh, oh wow. actually, yeah.
2: no, nice. no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the R and B. You yeah, know, yeah. nobody made me any tapes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had the breakup tapes.
2: Oh yeah, they just gave me the the interview. Hey, um, this ain't working out. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's the We're tape you tonight. got. There yeah. was no music. It was just the.
2: It's guy. not you. It's me. We can't <laughs> hang out or talk anymore. We're not even friends. But it's not you. It's me. Having a thing.
3: Yeah. Now great. I gotta go. I gotta wash my hair. That kind of yeah, thing. Right? I got blow dry. Busy, <laughs> hair.
2: busy, busy. Uh, busy
1: what? Uh, blow dryer.
2: I
3: kind of blew your intro there. I apologize. You're blowing the air. What's going on
1: over there? Technical difficulty. Technical
3: difficulty with the headphones. All a right. Baseball player, dude. What do you
1: think? <laughs> He's trying to fix the old hat, buddy. Them. Yeah, I don't wear headphones. Wireless. Um, would you screw up on the intro? We introduced you. Talked yeah. about the. Well, I, the, I don't uh, know if that's uh, the way you
3: wanted to go. I didn't. Uh. <laughs> Get right into it. Doesn't it. matter
1: which way we go. <laughs> that's it. Just,
3: just let, that's let it flow. The best part about <laughs> it. Uh, there's no rules.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. There are zero. We are here at, at, at the, the Handel uh, um, residence. Yeah. Um, I don't even know comment. what you call this place. I, don't, I Yeah, it uh, turned out really well.
2: Man uh, cave. Yeah, it's
1: pretty sweet. We're down in the man cave, I guess
2: you would call it. The UMC, ultimate man cave. I yeah. appreciate You know what? Uh, I, I just would,
3: thought of this. It, I... I we really designed it really for fun to do it. This is kind of makes it a real man cave now.
0: Doing a this is podcast like with yeah. Men? I would no, say yeah. right
1: now, like we're, we'll post some pictures maybe if you, if you allow yeah, us. Yeah, but yeah. this is a. Uh, I think if you had like a podcast HQ. <laughs> oh, dude! Um, yeah. At the house, this would kind of be like.
2: I don't no, know right I, there, dude. It, what am I looking at right here? Is that?
3: Smoke. So this is really this cool. Uh, this is, uh, I fired my 9 millimeter, and that's the smoke coming out, and they enhanced it. That's a photo that they put out there. Right. So, so could
2: you get any more manlier than a smoke from a barrel?
3: You know, I wish I could take credit. The interior designer kicked butt on this. Uh, it's cute. My girl Jenny did an awesome job. And Shout out to Jenny. And then did, yeah, um, did the barrel ceiling in here. The whole thing about this room down here in the basement is, we wanted you to get that feeling of that James Bond movie, right, oh yeah, you come down and you're like, "What so you came through a couple of secret doors and stuff to get down here right we, yeah. we kind of i I'm the only guy that no really secret doors that nobody I, I have it's to not tell secret. you like
1: we're talking like real secret doors, like hidden panels and like it's not a joke. Yeah, yeah like pretty, I walked by how many times did I?
3: five or six, yeah. Yeah, we, we did that on purpose because he we he, were he, he was telling me, Don't show you yet. So Yeah. But when you come down, uh the whole purpose of this was to give that off actor, right? So you come down the stairs and you see the LED lit stairs and you're like, What is this? It looks kids call it the Star Wars stairs, right? It looks like that Star Wars movie. It's pretty
2: sweet. Yeah. It, it's pre- you know what when you're walking down, you're like, What's
3: what am
0: I
2: going into? Yeah. <laughs> is this like the president's safe room? Yeah. Like, I, it gives you a different feeling. Like...
0: But it's
3: still roomy, right? It, it, we made the hall big. We didn't want to oh, make yeah. it where you got claustrophobic. That's fire. great. And I then thought, you come around the corner. Now, it, this is supposed to feel like those... Remember, you know, James Bond always goes in that subway, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Subway with the brick top. Oh, there yeah. it is. Arch brick top and the... I mean, I'm looking at Bonnie and Clyde over on the wall over there. Isn't that I think, cool? targets and Again,
3: that's the interior designer. I can't take uh, credit for that. Well, yeah, she finds that You must stuff. have paid her enough then. She you know, bought a couple of cars for her probably. I saw she got a new <laughs> Tesla. I'm sure that I helped her oh, a little
1: bit. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah.
2: Uh, Alex, thank you. Yeah,
3: Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. Uh, what else do you want us to pick the color out for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> I think this um, color
2: would be perfect. Perfect. Do you need a cabin? Yeah, yeah.
3: She's already asking us if she could do decorate uh, the house for Christmas. God knows what that would cost. Oh, what dude, the dude, Christmas I, lights up. You know what? Up. Yeah, that was cool. But that was a good company. It's too.
2: not even like Halloween. Basically. Yeah. So, okay. He's on top of things. Halloween.
3: Well, so Halloween will be looking cool. I'm really behind
1: things. Yeah. When it comes to.
2: Well, the Christmas outside lights,
3: lights is a cool story. Listen to this. So when we bought this place and we had the light, it was during Christmas. And so we were driving down the lots and everybody had their lights out. And I was like, man, these are unbelievably perfect to the house. Well, I found the company out. They come out and they literally measure and they cut the lights specifically to the soffits. So you don't oh. get that hanging light coming yeah. over and stuff. Yeah. It's clean. And, and then once they cut it, they store it for you. They take it down. They put it up. Oh, they man. come and do repairs. Uh, we, I mean, you do nothing. You just
2: and, schedule when you want to put it up.
3: And so because we're new and we were just coming out to it, they put us an opportunity to uh, um, put it up early and they gave us a discount. And then he said, now that you're going to be a member you know, now you can schedule it closer to Christmas. So we kind of said put it up because we're ready to go. Why wouldn't you, you know? So here's the fun part. I asked him because now I'm the only guy at Halloween that's got Christmas lights (laughs) coming up. How scary is that, you know? Uh, So I, I told him for next year, could we put other color lights like black and orange and stuff? And he's like, absolutely.
2: And then you can switch it up.
3: Yeah, and then he said they'll just come back out and switch the colors up.
1: You know, for a, what if you want to pay I'll come do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starting a new business. Yeah. We just started this new company. Uh we put lights up and we come out and we measure and then we cut them to length. And we, <laughs> so if you're interested, <laughs> let me know. It works. I just started it. It's new company. Yeah. We actually About do it for seconds Easter and Halloween. Yeah. We go pastels for Easter. Yeah.
3: The lights look like the little
1: Fourth of
2: July. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we put the fireworks on the roof.
2: We teamed up with the interior designer. actually.
3: You know you can uh, they can do these on you know uh, mobile homes and RVs, dude. Tour yeah, we, you know what? Yeah. We
2: have a thing that we put on trailers. It's called boogie lights, and they're LED strip that go around the whole bottom to give it a yeah
3: the oh, the glow underneath. Yeah, yeah,
2: and you can switch the colors. Yeah, that's cool. Cons- what you're filming? LEDs the will change the. I want world, those on the truck.
1: They? Oh yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, you put them in, the wheel,
0: well.
1: put them in the wheel well. You put them in the wheel well, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I want them under my uh, running boards because oh, cool. they fold up under, right? So you wouldn't see where they are at. That's you cool. know what? All you have to do is
2: switch trucks with me, and then I'll make
1: it happen. I like it. That's it. For like a day?
2: A week, a probably. A week. You have to drive Sharky. Listen, like,
1: uh, no, I'll just give you the truck when I go out of town.
2: Because you take Sharky. Now people think the bad driver is you, not me. I don't want it.
1: <laughs> There's no, this
2: idiot with a no, the new white don't.
1: truck driving around in no, Gilbert. Don't do it. He's you're still you. you're still gonna get the phone calls because it's your company, not mine. He's no, in you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and drop the truck off when we go for anniversary <laughs> trip. So you gotta All make right. sure
3: you video the truck because you know what's gonna happen. I like, got where well, he's going. He's gonna go. What did you do to my truck? When that's you get it, that's why back. I don't want it. <laughs>
1: you gotta. No, like, Brock's not that guy, man. he's, he's already offered for me to drive a couple of the cars we'll discuss in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hit him up sometime.
2: Oh, he can. he It's cool, man. Take whatever. Uh, yeah, I know. It's not a big deal. See?
3: So I love the concept, guys. The, the guy channel talk about hunting, you know, talking about cars, talking about business, business yep. and, and then you throw sports in there. Yeah. We, you need a beer commercial.
2: <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> Kill Cliff commercial. I did meet the You got to try Kill Cliff, so. I hunted with the Air Jack Daniels last week.
1: Yeah
3: Oh wow How uh, fun is
2: that He's a super cool guy Talk He's just to down to earth You would never know Cause he ain't gonna tell you Someone else told me And He's just one of the guys
3: That was the elk hunt That you just did That Cody was telling me It That was the no, deer hunt It was his oh, wife's deer, deer hunt yeah. yeah Deer
2: hunt Nice My wife She's a She can really Hammer down on some big bo- Big animals She can shoot man Wow Like how far was this one 500 yards and nice. her bull was
1: seven hundred. Wow,
2: that's her buck she saw last week. Is that wow. the
1: the bull you just mounted? Is that, that or is that like, no, that was that yours? Beautiful. That was that was hers.
2: Was it? That that's Terrence's deer. And then right. her bull.
1: Let me see if I can find. Should it. Be, you sent it to me the other day? Yeah.
3: Good stuff. Yeah, yes, you guys see she this? Can, thing? She can shoot. Yeah.
2: This thing's crazy.
3: Oh wow. Oh look at that.
2: So I just showed him my wife's bull. If you follow my her Instagram account, my Instagram account, you'll see it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's when she shot seven hundred yards. I have, to,
1: I have to put it on the uh playing the game account. Oh yeah. Yeah. So
2: everyone we'll
3: posting up there. So you guys are you guys are veteran hunters. I'm new at the game, so I uh you know, hunting's one of those things that you know so my this is a great story. So two of my buddies guy named Scott Ford Green Beret famous dude I mean guy's the best guy in the world and protected us for a lot of years doing his service for the you know, the military if you google him you, you see Shawcon Valley he was part of that Shawcon Valley um, incident that happened out there and he saved everybody it's pretty cool he's he's a hero of a hero yeah then my other buddy Paul Clark a uh, local real estate guy down here uh, vacant land does really good sells a lot of stuff to home builders and he's a ex-Navy SEAL, so, yeah. you know, my I've always liked guns, and my wife, you know, with the young kids, my wife's like, yeah, bringing guns around the house at this time, you know, they're, they're still too young, and so, as <coughs> they started getting older, and Paul and, and Scott became good friends of mine, um, you kind of get absorbed into the passion of gun shooting and stuff, so, um, hence, the gun range in my house that I put in here, you saw it. <laughs> I kind of – you. Sh, I, either I like them or hate them because what they did to me because uh, it, it cost me a lot of money. It cost but you a lot of things, money. With, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. but what they did was with hunting is, um, you know, it's not an easy thing just to pick up on your own. You can't wake up one morning and go, I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to buy a gun. And, I mean – Dude, alone, I'm still... The bullets for each caliber and the grain and how to match... I mean, there's so much going on. You really need somebody to help teach you the ropes on it. And I got lucky. I got two avid hunters. Yeah. And uh, and, it, and it's it's just really cool to hang out with those guys. And I got sucked into it. So my wife's... I started buying guns, you know. And uh, you saw my couple of my AR platforms that Scott built for me. And he, he builds those custom stuff. And... Uh, and... I came back after he took us out after I bought the rifles, we went out to a place that he identified, and we did to, we had to zero in the scope and that was my first time ever long distance shooting so um, you know he taught me, and we were doing it prone by the way, laying on the ground mm-hmm. and so before I even got to shoot the gun, you know he he took the gun out, he took it apart, he showed me the pieces how they go back, how to clean it, safety. Before That was an hour. Now, you can imagine when you get a new toy, you want to go shoot it. But I was so entrenched because I was so new at it. I just wanted to suck his knowledge up. And so we did that for an hour. And then then we got down on the mat and the gun, and it took about 30 minutes of how to prep the gun, how to breathe. And then we did another 30 minutes of talking with your spotter to identify things that you're trying to shoot so he can monitor it and see it and go because – you, you've been out there where somebody's like, you see that tree? And there's 50 trees out there. Yeah. Yeah. So he really was good about teaching the, the military. And the best part, I was being taught by a military guy. So he was teaching me the military way, which I eat that up too. I mean, every guy wants to be taught by a, a, an instructor of long-distance shooting. Yeah. And so when we finally got into the gun and zeroing it out and breathing, he, he had he had done such a good job of making me feel comfortable, right? And I knew how to talk to him. And I just had a good time with them out there, and I left on cloud nine. I was so happy. I mean, I hit a target with my two two three at 650 yards out with a 3 by 8 scope, and, and even, you know, that's touching the range you're mm-hmm. supposed to at the scope. And I did a one-inch grouping with three shots.
2: That's amazing because, yeah, like, you know? how did you even see a red dot? uh eight power 650 yards yeah he
3: just i i kind of saw the silhouette and i just focused on it i told you saw my rectangle, it's a very intricate yeah. rectacle and i just controlled my breathing and i tried to imitate the same shot i did before and then he had the higher you know he was pointing it on his laptop because he has the high powered thing and he's showing me where i shot it on the metal target it was it was pretty cool stuff and uh and then I just was in. After that, he just. Um, and it's funny because uh, I'm teaching my boys to shoot. My oldest is better. My middle one's still learning. And my daughter actually, Devin did a good job. Um, you know, when you first start shooting, even with a pistol, uh, the first fifty, hundred rounds, you're still kind of nervous, right? You're you're kind of anticipating the bang, so you're pulling the trigger and you're doing you're slapping it or pulling it and, and or pushing forward and as you get used to it, now when you shoot, you're not really waiting for the bang. You actually want the bang to give you that startle, right? Because that's a sh- pure shot yeah. when it kind of gets on you.
2: You want to be surprised. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So. It's it, the same it, with archery. Yeah. Um, There's really a lot like of, like, crossover. Yeah.
2: That's,
1: sure. see, I'm not that's there why good shooters are usually decent with archery. You know what's funny? They know how to pick up the
3: sights and they know how to squeeze. Yeah. And
1: yeah.
2: Like, the archery guys that are really good are really good long-range shooters. Yeah.
3: Well, think about it. So here's Cody. Wanted me to go right to archery when we we're talking about it. I'm not ready there because I'm really loving the rifle stuff. Most of the archery guys are guys who've been shooting a gun, and, and, and honestly, the rifles become easy for them. So None is there, uh, not necessarily. It's far from easy. Yeah, but yeah. Just I just really saying, enjoy the what, archery what, what, side. What, yeah. yeah, but I think but what, what sounds like a lot of the guys that go to them, they've done that. They've been doing the yeah. rifle for a long time, and so the archery is the next. I mean, if you think about archery, it's the true science of hunting, right? It's yeah. I mean, it's it, like it's, the, that's it's how it all easy, started. Man. It's
2: really hard. Yeah. It's um, for me in Arizona, when you live in Arizona and you want to hunt in Arizona, um, you can't discriminate to the weapon that you use. Right. Because you just have to be able to use everything if you want to go hunting.
3: Because of your it, tags, you got. Yeah, go it's hard to get
2: tags. It's hard to get drawn. It's, yeah. it's like, like if it's over the counter. Archery can go over the archery. counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah muzzle loader rifle dip, you know sometimes it's easier to get drawn a muzzle loader hunt, so I have a muzzle loader I can shoot five hundred yards with a muzzle loader, yeah, so you know I like archery muzzle loader rifle, it doesn't matter. I have a group of friends that only hunt archery, and I do that with them that's fine,
3: yeah i'm not there i'm 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 still i'm i i i've shot birds um i've shot I had a, you saw my trophy goose. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I never knew a goose can get to 50 pounds. Oh, that's that was crazy, insane. man. It that's was a fat goose. It was my first <laughs> shot out, I showed him, he ended up going out to uh, Camp Verde. It's out there. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. And it, it was the, this is a good shoot. <coughs> I didn't story. get invited to that one either. Uh, I'm, I'm new. I couldn't, I, I, was, I was an invitee. Hey, dude. you know what?
2: When, when you're new, yeah. this is a lesson we learned. When you're new, don't ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah,
3: I don't
1: believe he was new, but all right.
3: I was totally new to this. We went out. This is my first time with that. That's the first time I shot that A5, the Browning. Yeah. And so we're out there. Just got it. Excited to go out there. Um, it had just. This is when it, r- it was raining. Like three days straight down in the valley. So we went up to Cap Verde. It was snowing, and raining. And so we drove in. And I, I'm so I'm gonna paint the perfect goose hunting, like the ones you see on the TV, right? We're driving up. the On the top of the mountain, it's snowing, and the clouds were covering the top of the mountain. You couldn't see it, but down mm. below, it was drizzling. Wow. We pull into Camp Verde into this farm, and the uh, we he walks us down, and it's muddy, really badly muddy. So, so you got some
2: mud boots on?
3: Mud, oh, no, I had normal boots on because uh. I didn't own them yet. I'm new. But I did have my Sitka gear, and we'll talk about Sitka because that's just the best shooting gear you can ever get. Um, and so... I'm all, we're walking down to the hunt, you get on this field, he had put the decoys out, and we were in blinds on the side of the, on the field, which is, you know, you really ideally want to be in the middle of the field in blinds, but on this one we did, because they're, you know, sketchy about coming close to the side, and we're sitting out there, and he starts calling them, and this guy called them, great, and our first batch fly over us, and you never know how big they are until they fly over. It sounds like a plane's going over. It just goes right over. They're huge, these Canadian geese. And so he calls them, and they come landing, and I come out, and I hit the lead one head on, and you know on on the goose. uh, Have you guys done goose before? Never. Uh, So they're big, so they start coming in, and you don't. You want to wait till they're almost on the ground because it takes them. They can't get up off the ground, so you can pop two pretty quickly (laughs) on it if you do. You hit it right. Yeah. So I hit the first one. He was the lead goose he goes down and i hit the other one uh, another one behind it and then meanwhile you know, we were with three other or four other hunters and they hit and they take off and we we get we go out to collect well i'm going out there and i pick up my first one and it's pretty heavy it's like 15 pounds i mean he's big and i pick the other one up and i'm like whoa and in, in the picture you can see me like flexing hard on it because it's so heavy and you Barely. can see the comparison that's on crazy it. 50 pounds it's and and the and the hunt the the guide, the farmer who was doing our, also our guide, was like, "That's the biggest one for the season so far," and so that was my first goose hunt out yeah. there. And
1: typical, spoiled early. Yeah, typical. It was
3: New awesome, guy. but the but the weather. It was. See, here's the thing I love about hunting. So, um, I just gave you that picture of what I'm seeing, right? This yeah. view of this open field with the cloud cover and it's cold, and. You know, I'm wearing my Sitka gear. These other guys are wearing the, the cheaper brands, so they look like Ooppa Loopas. They can't even move. Oh, man. <laughs> and the Sitka yeah. gear, I know mm-hmm. Code loves uh, the Sitka gear. They have this seven-layer system, right? So I layered it up, and each system, every layer kind of blends into the next layer of the other outfit. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, lightweight, and they're all laughing. They're like, you're going to freeze. I was sweating so bad. I had to take one layer off. Meanwhile, they're all out there putting their little warm patch pouches in their hands and stuff. And I, it was it, it was awesome, and it's so lightweight. Like, honestly, when I did wear it, I'm like, I'm going to freeze. There's no way. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't know what they do. It's magic, that stuff.
2: But Well, it's the layering system. Yeah. It's all about the layering and... You know, I felt the same way. I was in ten degree weather up in Gunnison, Colorado on a late deer hunt and when you have the proper gear, it changes everything. everything. Yeah, you're not miserable.
3: Yes. <laughs> but where I was going with the hunt and stuff in the view, so um Paul Clark got uh elk tags uh, for Bo, him and his daughter, and so he's like, Hey, why don't you come it was in section ten. So we were up in there 10, by Williams yeah, and yeah. stuff and which I love that Section two, because I love Williams. that little town's awesome if you're hunting to go in, you hunt all day and go to Williams and go have a good dinner and there's little bars down there you can It's It's just a quaint town and so uh, this is my first time going out with him to glass. We're just going to go glass out and see what we can see and, and start scouting the area and we get into the Qantas Reserve, so we got into that uh um, that area, the Indian Reserve that you pay extra for: Oh, the Bouqueus sorry. Yeah. thank you Bouqueus. And we're in there, and we're on the tanks, and uh, there's a thunderstorm. There's storm clouds are around, and so there's a chance we're gonna get rained on, and so we're walking out there, and I'm wearing my Sitka gear to stay warm. I got my glass, you know, my binocs with me, and it we're we're trying to glass stuff, and the wind's coming over, and the storm's on the both sides of us, and you got the breeze, and one of the best part of that, I didn't, we weren't there to shoot anything. I just it was great to be out in big country. You know, oh, you're sitting there. That's
2: big country too. Yeah,
3: and it's beautiful, yeah, right? It you got beautiful. this beautiful view, and the and we climbed up on a hilltop so we can glass from up there. And the, the wind was blowing, and the cool air was coming over, and it was just. I sat there, and, and the sunsets coming down. and I'm like, I, I needed like five minutes just to chill up there, and that's what. It's, the, it's one, one of the best of feelings ever. It man.
1: Is. You get out there, and it's like you sit out there when the sun comes up. And you can be in the same spot when the sun comes down or it goes down. It's, it's just like a completely different look. And every, I mean, it looks like yeah. a different place. And, you know, it, what else would you go do where you go out before the sun comes up, when it's freezing cold, like, and enjoy it yeah. that much, be excited about it, um, walk your butt off the entire day yeah. and watch the sun go down. Yeah, it, There's just something to it, man. It's being out, you know. In, in nature and out in the open. Like, it, it. It, it's just such a different feeling, like, than the everyday life that most of us experience, you know, I that's just hustle and bustle and, and nonstop, and you get out there, and it's just, like... Quiet. Quiet. You can hear birds
3: chirping. I love and the wind through the trees. Yep. The there's, pre- there's so many
1: things about it once you... And if you've done it, you know exactly what we're talking about. And If you haven't, you should. Yeah. Um, it's
2: almost like a spiritual experience, like, connecting with your... the you have a lot of time to think. You can hear yourself breathing. It's primal.
3: Oh, absolutely. I love it. It, it. So it was awesome. We were sitting there, and it was my first time doing that. And he was teaching me. We were watch, you know, seeing, watching the trees to see if they've been rotting. we been, wa- we were watching to see their droppings, and we were t- seeing how old, long they've been there. We were checking the tanks out. It was, it was just a cool experience. Like I came back, we didn't even shoot. Well. Next day we went prairie dog shooting, but 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 we were glassing, and oh yeah, it was awesome. I was telling him the story up there, but it just that's so uh, hunting to me. As I was explaining this to the wife, is wasn't about even killing anything. It was just about being kind of close to nature and oh yeah and the seeing Holy the javelina yeah. family run across the road and hearing the coyotes far away and then and then what's better than when you're trying to glass something and all day you can't find anything and all of a sudden you see that elk and you're like ha, i found and it's almost like you got the the, the, the you look past it 40 yeah. times and yeah and all of a sudden
2: it's, it stands up it's yeah it was there the whole, right there it was, yeah it was there the whole time
3: and then you found it before everybody else, right? It's almost like finding that that yes. lost. where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool stuff.
2: And you're like, dude, aren't you like a a Green Beret? Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. I was, well, he's a Navy He's a Navy a Seal. Navy seal. So Navy seal. I still, I Anyways, I you, found
2: it before you. you. Yeah. And if he's a Navy Seal, you got to talk crap to him because that's all they do to each other. Uh, he knows
3: things in water. He doesn't know things on land. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. Navy Seals don't go in water.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't let him fool you. you. Yeah. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball, after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from t-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA, opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, one performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Roly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Roly White is family owned and operated and is now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel, or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat, or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. dot com.
1: So you you uh, you started talking about that. And you talked about you can't just go buy a hunting uh, gun and go hunting, and you can. And it's you not the, listen. It's what I'm saying is it's. I've seen so much of it, especially recently with everything going on, that gun sales are through the roof, Ugh. which is.
3: Awesome. Ammo awesome. is crazy great. right now.
1: Ammo is yeah. really hard to find, which sucks. Probably not a great time to be stocking up. No, maybe might want to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, is you were lucky enough and fortunate enough to have those people to take you out and show you. I grew up with my grandfather, my dad, uh, who taught me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were the S- same, same way. Yeah. Um, you know, we have those experiences, and I'm passing it on to my son, like, you know, taking him out and showing him all the stuff. And, and for those of us that were fortunate enough to do that, you know, it's kind of like a, a generational thing, right? Where, where for you, you learn from some people that were good enough to show you what they've learned and now you're able to kind of pass that along and that's um like to me that's pretty cool it's and, and a lot of the, the especially the archery people um that we've come in contact with are that like that's the community is what I'm saying and it's is it's it's cool to watch them like pass on what they know and, yeah. and hunt with them and watch them i mean you said it when you went with Dudley the first time like watch him and how he goes about you know stalking an animal and we finding it or, or whatever and it's yeah. uh you know the more you go and the more you fail like the better you get like ah, shoot, i screwed up again you know <laughs> or yeah, i spooked it or you know whatever yeah. and, and uh you can learn from that but so your background didn't involve that right like growing up no you know, I like mean, where's your what's your catch us up on like your background a little bit because it's it's different than ours
3: yeah so um I'm a I'm a first generation to the country, so my oh, really? mom and dad are from Romania. Romania. Yep, and uh, dad defected and got my mom to come over and, and do that. So I was so I'm how a does, true, true Yankee.
2: How does the when someone says they're defecting or they defected? What does that even mean?
3: He got underneath. So he was in Romania, which is communist at the time. Country. He got underneath a train and hugged underneath <laughs> him and a couple of buddies of his and got under a rail car, and they held on and got through the border and didn't get caught. That's amazing. And they landed in Italy. And then in Italy, he immediately went to uh, the embassy, the American yeah. embassy, and said, uh, I, you want some help? And he, you know, being in Romania, he was, my father at the time was influential in the sense of new scholars and, and people of high mental, uh, intelligent people like engineers and stuff. And so the United States saw some value in that and said, you, you connect us to those guys because Cold War was still going on. You yeah. Know? Um, and so he, they brought him over, they hooked him up at the University of New York, NYU, they put him to school and they brought my mom over and uh, my mom and dad hadn't seen each other for three years because this had took the process and. I was the product of them seeing You're each the other, you the know, result of, of welcome back, first, uh, yeah, welcome back and uh, welcome to America. So I was born in oh, New Alex. York. So I'm a true Yankee, as oh. they say, and uh, uh, and and uh, was born there. We left uh, there when I was six years old. Uh, moved to Las Vegas uh, at that time. My dad went to NAU and got a architectural degree, and so he was doing arch- He came to build, you know, art, be an architect, and uh, I grew up in Las Vegas. Um, and so New York still has a place in my heart, and I remember it because I was I left uh, old enough where you still remember some stuff, and but grew up in Las Vegas. Um, interesting life that was. Uh, Vegas is not a normal place to grow up. Dude, that's different. Yeah, and then in two thousand three, uh, I worked for First American Title Company. Uh, i doing the, I do national commercial services. That's all the commercial deals nationally. Is that when you started working? Uh, I I started working in 1997 for them. Before, and how
2: did you get connected with them?
3: Uh, that, that, so so in Las Vegas, uh, I was I went to UNLV um, and graduated from UNLV. And my sister's, uh, um, who's my brother-in-law now, was dating a guy. And he he's old, my sister's eight years older than me. And, and Dwight, my brother-in-law, is eight years older than my sister. My sister, I was like the older guys. And uh, he. He came to me one day. I was working for Warner Brothers Studio stores. Those were like those Disney stores back in the day. Mm-hmm. Really cool store. there. And we did some fun stuff there. That's where I met my wife, actually. We worked together. And uh, one day he was saying, why are you doing retail? You're not going to make any money there. Why don't you come work for me? And I'm like, "You know what do you do? And he said, I'm a man of many hats. And I laughed. I'm like, that's the biggest top out Response of what you do, and he said, You'll understand it. And now I do understand it, so I went working for him, uh, finding real estate to purchase for our, uh, his group. and I ended up getting really good at doing acquisitions for them, and Vegas exploded the market. So I did very well financially from then. And then in 1997, uh, a buddy of mine named Greg Corlin, who I'm still very close to, actually be, ended up becoming my partner in Las Vegas, said, Why don't you switch hats instead of being on the development side? Why do you come? Work with me at First American Title, and I laughed initially and said, oh, well, I'm never going to make the money I am making in development. He said, yeah, but you don't have as much stress because he saw I was young and I was stressing out from – <laughs> Yeah, you're going to
2: run it. yourself out.
3: Yeah, and that was. I was working like 14-hour days. It was crazy. So my brother-in-law, I went to him. I said, hey, listen, I got this opportunity, but I told him to go fly a kite. And he said, no, take it. And I got offended because I made my brother-in-law a lot of money. I said, why well, – what did I do to you? And he said, no, let me tell you why, Alex. He's got a point. Being a developer is the equivalent of being a good waiter, right? A developer, if you've learned the trait, you can always come back and do it again. Oh, it, okay. Development doesn't change. It doesn't it's, go away. No. It's the same concept if you wait 20 years. You might not be – you might not have the context. You might have to work a little harder to get the subcontracting and all that stuff done. But majority of it, it's it's the same. So he said, why don't you go see my well, first American title? And on top of that, Alex – now that you're a title guy, you're going to get more information on what's going on than if you're a buyer or a seller because you know, you, people don't tell you all the facts when you're trying to buy something, right? They want mm-hmm. you to buy the most. So he said, this will be good. Try it for a year. If you don't like it, go back to development. So I ended up going to First America in 1997, and I've been with them ever since.
2: Wow. And that was a – Yeah. So what did you like about it so much that really just
3: uh, – with The title company, was it was – First of all, they're a Fortune 200 company. They're a big company, so it wasn't like I went to a mom and pop. So uh, I've always been uh, a big fan of corporate structuring. You know, even when I was little, I always told my mom. Other kids would tell them they wanted to be a, a an astronaut or you know or a fireman, and my mom will tell you this if she was here. One day she said, "What do you want to do? You grow up?" And I I, I don't even know where I heard it. I said, "I just want to be an executive." And my mom laughed. She goes, "You know." <laughs> That takes a lot of schooling, son, and most people don't get to be. And she was trying to let me down, like, listen, mm-hmm. there's a chance you're probably not going to be an executive, you know. Just, you know, you, that. But that's good, okay. So
2: you're not going to play major league baseball, buddy.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. You know, it can't be all Cody, so yeah. But uh, so on this whole thing is it was funny. so when I went over there and I worked for First American and they made me a vice president, which now I'm a senior VP. But I went to my mom and I remember, I said, I said, I'm a vice president. She said, she did it. He said you were going <laughs> to do it. <You> <laughs> So uh, it was really fun to see Vegas grow, and then in, in two thousand three, um, they they wanted to see if the way I do business and how I'm very different than our competition and even people in our own company is because of my background. Um, even though I was a title guy, I was trying to do title services and escrow services. I'm still a deal guy, so I was my pro my mind of. Marketing for me was always if I can bring you guys a transaction and a deal, you're not going to take it to another title company because you'd you'd be messed up that if I showed you something and you went ahead and went another direction. So I figured if I can create my own demand, then that's how I'll get business and I'll do it the right way. well it it, it that it worked. it worked and so all these guys were coming at me going. You know, our competition fidelity would say try to get them to do business. Well, they're like, I'm not leaving Alex. That guy showed me two pieces of property. Our first project is because that guy brought us the seller, which wasn't even on the market. Yeah. And so, what happened? I found a niche, and so they said, let's see if it works in Arizona. And uh, we were already number one in the market here, and they they brought me over there and. Uh, if th- I had a lot of naysayers, like a couple of the managers on the ground here were kind of like, the uh, Vegas style doesn't work here. You know, I'm like, okay. Oh, um,
2: that's my favorite right there. Yeah. It's like the people who say, no, you can't. I'm like, oh, yeah. And what's
3: a Vegas <laughs> style? I didn't even understand the Vegas style. I so said, it's not like I sit by their car with a bat and says, you know, hey, I'm going <laughs> to break your kneecaps if you, you know, it was just. That'd be New York yeah. You should
2: have broke those guys' kneecaps.
3: Well, I did by making them work for me. Now they work for me. I don't know. Do no. so. <laughs> yes. so I guess I wanted to end that one. But, but my point was um, we ended, it ended up working here, and I fell in love with Arizona. And, and no disrespect to Vegas, but Vegas is such a scum pit. After You know, when I re- grew up there, I used to think that's the way the world was. And then you come here, and, you know, well, yeah. Arizona is such a Midwest.
1: These views are his own. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going scump it. <laughs> that place is disgusting.
3: You know it's bad that when your kid is four years old and there's a half naked chick on the billboard and that she he goes, What's it mean, gentlemen's club, dad? You know, that's that's you know, you don't see that here. So but when you came here the people are just different. You got Midwest hospitality here, right? Yeah. Look at the, the fusion of people. So I have one kid that was born in Las Vegas and two here and I love Arizona. I'll I will always this is home and i um I've been here forever. I couldn't think of another place I would want to live and call home base because the people are great, the state's great, the city's great. Fifth largest city in the United States, guys. Fifth yeah, largest. City. That's
1: kind of weird. Yeah.
2: Per
3: capita.
1: Weather this time of year is awesome.
3: Yeah. yeah. Th- oh, last yeah. night. Oh. Come last on. night, tonight, yeah. you name
1: it. Like this is these these this months is. are why people want to come here. Yeah. yeah. Not not for the three months that. Yeah, are, but when it's hot, dude, guys, come on. Yeah, but. Dude, we had like forty straight days over one Yeah, it, shit. it, it, it was, was a rough it year. It was, it, was, it was. I wanted With everything going on, it was a rough year. But this, I mean, nine months out of the year, this place is really, really hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, it's not San Diego, but you know. And that's the best weather-wise. Part, right? You know what I mean? Is it's not that.
3: If you go to if you go to San Diego, what's the biggest license plates? AZ, maybe yeah. we take right it over, and and so, <laughs> and, and then we we deal there for what two months with the crazy politics that's going on mm-hmm. in California, and then we come back to our state. You're like
2: back to uh, Wild yeah, like see the you guys yeah. Yeah. deal with that. We're back home. We're over here But can, Now they're all here.
3: Where I can carry they're, my pistol, not have to to worry about it. And I, you're not going to tell me what type of guns to have. Right on your hip. Yeah. In the open. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get better than this, guys. This is a it's, great it, state. Yeah,
1: this is. I mean, we're both from here, born, yeah, no. raised here. Uh, you know, I've lived all over the country and world, but I haven't. He's been here, and we always came back here. Like there was always a home here for us, and it's like I won't leave here unless it's like middle, I'm like, middle of Montana. Yeah, built or, my castle. <laughs> I'm trying. Unless it's I'm, you. This did. is a castle. This is a castle. Uh, yeah, I'll
3: right. never leave. I built this it. That's why people go at you, crow's crazy. Because I'll never leave. I'm dude. here.
2: I came here, and I was like. Yeah,
1: build a new house.
3: So. <laughs> I got the guys see, for it. The you.
1: problem is, is we're going to be in the process of it. And then you Dog. come here and you're like, oh, I was just going to build like a little, <laughs> you know, downsize a little bit, maybe. And, and then you see, and you're like, well, maybe. Not.
2: You said know. you wanted to bring Erica over. That couldn't be the worst idea I've ever heard. No, Erica has
1: to come over anyway because Alex yeah. has told her many times
3: to, yeah, come, she over. to come over. She's she got to see it. Look, there's
0: some things
1: that I might want in the house that might. Be facilitated if she came through and saw yeah. Yeah. them. Like, you know. Like where we're sitting right now. Yeah, like <laughs> this yeah. place.
3: Yeah. yeah, this is it.
1: This is not going on in my By house. By the way,
3: you're going to love it. The gun range, 65 feet. Do so they I, have like. I can pitchings uh, pitching down there.
1: Yeah, you do, fish.
2: do they have a harbor freight version of the
3: gun range? <laughs> <laughs> you just drop it and it's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. That See, was, the, that here's fun. the
1: the big thing about archery is like. I can put it in my backyard. Yeah. You, well, you right? do like, have it in your backyard. Yeah. I, yeah, we, we both do. But, like, you can't shoot guns outside No, my house. you well,
3: can, unless you, can, a, unless you want no, somebody to come. Not anymore, you can't. It's where, impressive. Look, where I grew up, Yeah,
1: which is right down the street, which is where we're going back to, we used to hunt, like, dove in the yard. Yeah, that's
3: crazy. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Like, there was nobody else you there. You know how
3: hard it is to go by that damn dairy and see all those doves sit on the wire? It drives well, me, and they're fat little they'll, bastards. Don't let
1: you do it at the dairy.
3: No, oh, you got to be still six hundred yards away. Well,
2: just bring a high-powered pellet gun.
3: And that—that's somebody said that to me too. But I got one. Nothing <laughs> said it, but, but I love <laughs> I, the, I love it. shooting my shot. though. it's really fun. it's
2: fun. But you know, like you can that pellet gun is like sniper quality. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's a really good one. Yeah,
3: I love it. I love it. I love it, <sighs> and they're fat down there. So. uh
2: just watch those fat... They won't even hear the little pellet oh, no. hit them. Yeah. Hey, what happened to Frank? <laughs> Where'd he Where go?
3: Stop joking. <laughs> Why are you messing What's around? Your pro- What's your problem down there? Uh, uh, uh. But uh, but yeah, so it's uh Arizona. And then even for the hunting side of it, we talked about. It's what a beautiful World state going up class. north.
2: There's nothing better than... And I've hunted, let's see, Utah... Been to Idaho, Colorado, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona. I haven't hunted in Nevada. I have really good friends that hunt up there, but Arizona is known for dinosaurs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Giant mule deer. Yeah. Big elk. They're the biggest of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like world.
3: Well, you heard what's going on with the rim, with the buffalo, right? You hear that story? Yeah. So you get buffalo tags, they're going to do it because tell me how smart these things are. So these. Buffalo, you know, you can't shoot, you can't hunt on the rim, right? On
2: um, on the can't hunt on, on the canyon side. Canyon side, there's a mm-hmm. fence line, right?
3: And these, so the buffalo used to graze and then go back over, and they would hunt there. They've gotten so smart that they don't leave, so mm-hmm. they stayed, and they've overpopulated, and they won't leave the fence line because they they don't even migrate because they got everything they got all winter long. They sit there, mm-hmm. and so now the. The county has uh, the state has gone ahead and give permission to buy a buffalo tag, and you're allowed to go shoot on the preserve.
2: Oh, you can 1,300 draw, bucks draw. Yeah, you can draw it. You can draw it. That's gonna be a
3: tough one. It is. It's gonna be a tough draw, but I that's federal land. Yeah, and they're, they're gonna, gonna let you because they've overpopulated. They've gotten so smart that, it, and these things are huge. You've seen them; they look like a bus. They have. They will they, they, stick their it horns a underneath freezer, and me. lift. The fence up, yeah, so they can walk across.
1: Brock had one in his freezer. Shared it. Tasted really good.
3: Oh, buffalo meat! I'll bring some over.
2: Tasted awesome. I want some of the. We actually had. You want some? Whatever you want. I got
1: oryx, deer, elk, buffalo. When are we going? When are we going for the? uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, man. I started thinking about eating the boxes. I actually had. I actually had buffalo tonight. Oh sweet. Yeah, before well, we my over. son. I uh, Cody Axis, to, yes. Uh, so my so, son is going to yeah.
3: University of Hawaii Hilo. And mm, Hilo's so we, got we go huge popular and that's just like rabbits. We yeah. can go
1: over and hunt Axis there. We get all three Alex. go over there. Oh yeah. I'm go going I'm going in November.
3: Go watch him play baseball and go over there I'm
1: going in November already. So oh yeah. If,
3: if yeah, I know. November's a bad
1: month. Well November's a great month, buddy. It's my anniversary. Yeah, I know see what I mine too. Uh-huh, mine see what I, too. See what I did How
3: do go get a massage? No, yeah, no I'm
1: telling no. my wife it's our anniversary. I'm doing a good oh, job okay. It's good. It's
2: your anniversary. It's mine too. Mine. I know
1: it is. Like the day before our, it, they were married the day before us. Yeah. Obviously years apart, but oh. obviously whatever, dude.
2: <laughs> Twenty years this year. We're fifteen this year. See, obviously, you're five years apart. apart. That's not a big deal.
3: Yeah, so Sydney and I were together. We got married in 2000, so 20, 20 years. 20 year. years, but we were together since 1993.
2: Wow. We were, we were 94. 27 years for you. That's my lady.
3: Yeah. We were 96. Best 26.
2: thing ever happened 26 for us,
1: twenty six. But you're like
2: high school sweethearts, right? Yeah. yeah,
3: they still are. They look like they just got out of high school sweet- being a sweetheart. So it's
2: <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to plan the wife's podcast.
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
2: They're gonna talk
1: so much crap about us. It's okay. That's what it's about. Yeah, Yeah. it's the roast. See, because we can sound cool when we sit here and talk to other people, and then they're gonna come on and ground us, (laughs) be like, chop us down. Yeah, here's who these guys really are. Let me deflate. And then it's gonna take us twenty more to build ourselves back up, and then we'll have it back on, (laughs) and and they'll (laughs) cut us right down.
2: again. They'll take the sledgehammer. It's it's called humility. Yeah, that's what. 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 Where would we be without them to like just put the hammer on top of us?
1: got to keep it real.
3: my wife was my my best friend before we even started dating, so it was that's uh, pretty I got cool to marry my best friend so you pretty, guys pretty dated did you
2: say that before was that part of the seven years before that
3: so yeah, so in nineteen ninety three started dating and um I was getting busy doing my career and stuff was going on, and my wife's a badass too she went to u n l v graduated a communications degree got Hired by uh, Bally's Hotel Casinos, working in HR, doing training and all this stuff. And then she got an opportunity. Cass Palmer was a guy that really started mentoring her into it. And Cass knew her father, so there was a little bit of a connection. And she actually... uh, Opened Paris Hotel Casino. Really, oh. she trained stuff, and she was doing it. it. Was she opened a casino? There's not a lot of people yeah, can say that. That's it pretty was really cool. cool. And she was part of all hiring and staffing. She hired Disney to come in and help theme it. And really, yeah. Paris is you know they so all... so she play. hired everybody. To put this house together. Uh, that was a, you know, she'll, she'll argue that she's, she'll tell everybody that I like took casino. over, you know, kind of like oh. casino, right? Yeah. She says, I, she, she does not like the other day. She kind of threw that at me. So she's like, I got to help a little bit. I'm like, what? So she's, <laughs> yeah, she kind of gave me a little bit of that. I kind of, I just knew what I wanted to do. I mean, if you guys look at the house, everything was thought out, even to the, how far a door opens and stuff like that. I, I just wanted to I didn't want to build the house and go. My God, how did I screw that up? You know, I just was worried about that. Though yeah. it only it
1: only took you what two years to build it? Two and a half it went like a year
3: over. Yeah. Well, it was, the, it was downstairs. This this yeah. that right there delayed us. That's okay,
2: it, man. Like right? when you're building the final, house, it is it is
1: now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's going on. It's yeah, yeah. like it, well,
3: not. it, it And every, it, <laughs> I talked
1: know, to him like weekly while this is going on. He's like, blowing you know, the budget. What are they doing now. Like, you know, you my know, like,
3: son. My son started. Uh, High school. He was on his second year of high school, and it didn't. Wasn't, it barely got he done barely, when he graduated. Yeah, he barely yeah. made it by graduation. Just, that was a big joke. He's like, I'm never going to. I have a room. Never, that I'll never lived enjoy. there. I'm going to love there. Yeah. Come home
2: in the winter. and yeah. we'll start charging him
1: rent. <laughs>
2: That's. I still want to do that now. I mean, he's old enough. Yeah,
3: he's out of school. Get a, get out of the house. But, good,
1: good sneaker, dude.
3: Yeah, he, he's sneakerhead. He's getting, and he's. You know, we talked about the hunting. He's. He's getting into it, so I got to. So I have 111 acres out there in Casa Grande that has a lot of mesquite Whoa. trees. Whoa. <laughs> Slow down. here. <laughs> he did, <laughs> did say that. He say, how many acres? 111.
1: Is there deer on it?
2: No, no. I wish
3: it's. I, I got. Uh, there, it's right by farmland. Listen, so there's there's on. deer
1: on it. He just doesn't know that there's deer on Can it. Can we he go know look wing. at it?
3: Yeah, anytime. If, is there fact, water right there? Right now, you got to remember that uh, there there is. There's a canal, so. It's next to there's farmland. A feeder on it. Yeah, we can. That was funny, Tyler Valdez asked yeah. that. But, but um, well, let's
2: make some senderos.
3: The nice thing is, I got a ton of dove. I got a ton of quail out there. I don't uh, care about is big bucks. <laughs> I'll eat quail. Yeah. I'll eat quail. Quail's good. Quail's good.
2: Really good. If there's big bucks, I'll definitely shoot a quail. Big bucks yeah. and quail yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Bucks and quail.
3: Yeah. But so, but yeah. So. Don't
2: even have to be really big bucks. Just to be, hey, we just want to get this managed for you so that you and your boys can go hammer some deer. Yeah, I see. You I, gonna I let think, us manage? Yourself? I wonder
3: if they if they, they get you can go like that. I never, when we've been on the property, I've walked it. I've never seen droppings. You would,
2: you would never see them.
3: Yeah, it's funny. So like when it's flat land, right? Flat with a ton of mesquite trees. They can hide in see, the mesquite that, trees. That yeah.
2: that's that's <laughs> what I want, man. I'm really excited right now, Alex. Yeah, we can go That's down. where deer yeah, get big. It. I would deer love. Get, Big because you can't glass them.
3: Yeah, I would love How to How would see. you hunt those things? Yeah.
2: The only way you'd hunt them, I'm not, I can't say. No, we'll keep that quiet, but, but hey, it's hard we're to We're going to
1: talk off mic
2: yeah, here yeah. A, a little
1: while.
3: Hey, I'd love to shoot on that property, but it, it's, uh, where I was going with that is, uh, so I, he, I, I got him his shotgun, and we went out there, and he went dove hunting for the first time, so it was fun to. Like you were saying to go out with my son, and he peppered me first time out. <laughs> he didn't follow the rules. He, he crossed said, over. It wasn't hey, on accident. Yeah, uh, you should get him on the on the, let him tell you the story. He, he Peppered I you. I wish he's here. And it's so funny. I went slow mo. I so we, he was he was off to the left. I called it out. I go right in front of you, and he came over. And all of a sudden, I see this, and I went, "Oh crap!" And he went, "Bam!" And all of a sudden, I go, "Freaking!" It started hitting me, and I'm like. <laughs>
2: Did you take that? That's shotgun funny, but it's not. And just start beating him with it. Thank God he was. I, I he, bent he the was, shotgun over his he throat.
3: Was, he was about 150 <laughs> to 200 yards, so, but but still. He's so freaking lucky. Yeah, there. I, I, I. You better was, start running the was, truck. Was, I know I can't catch you anymore. So, Ty, so his buddy Tyler's with us and all of the hairs. Son of a. Bitch, you shot me! <laughs> Did you shoot it's him really, back? Did no. you just
2: start blowing and just it's hammer no. one out? Oh, dude. <laughs> Here's no. what it felt like. You need oh. to carry, like, a beanbag with you, the shotgun beanbag. Yeah, yeah. And just <laughs> no. load one in, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's you know. what you get.
3: <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was a rookie mistake on that one think It could have been worse, but, but it's still. That's, and no. it makes a good story. No, it, makes it a good doesn't. story. No, no makes,
2: don't say that's that. That's Hunter dude, safety. I know. Paul, was, who was your boy there, Paul and... No, Scott. no, it
3: was me, Tyler Valdez, and, and Zach. So. Those Scott or Paul
2: probably would have choked him out. Yeah, they would they, oh, uh, yeah. have been like, nope, yeah, yeah, give yeah. me the gun. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be You're on right. uh, Tackle Asshole right there. Yeah. It
1: would. Yeah. You, you follow that account. Tackle on. Asshole. It's, asshole. Tackle it's hilarious, dude. Yeah, that's so funny. It's, it's just people doing dumb shit yeah. and blowing themselves up almost. <laughs> <Like, laughs> their one guy shooting their head off.
2: was getting shaved, and the guy had a pistol pointed at his face. With the flashlight. And he like was using, using the, the flashlight. The light. Oh, yeah. my She's God. He's
3: like, it's not all the time you get That's shaved. There's some good ones on there so he he i will tell you after that though he was pretty good about making sure the distance and then we learned from it we were doing call outs like hey you should always you know when you separate and you get into brush i like to be like hey guys you know we're, i'm on the left hand side back here because that's where you really get messed up is if you got the mesquite trees and the birds are coming over and you're just about 10 feet in front and then they come into you, you you're gonna get yeah. peppered but uh, but that that the cool part is it's fun that we're hunting, and then yesterday we were down in the gun range. We had a little shooting competition um, and stuff like that. So it's uh, uh, you know shooting necessarily mean, necessarily has to be about killing something all the time. Sometimes it's no. the precision of it. Like target shooting was a blast, and so it was, yeah, long
2: range shooting is a lot of fun. Yeah, you well, get it, to learn so much. Oh, but to, and then I mean, you, the practice oh, side
1: of all of it is what's like you know enjoyable because yeah. it's I mean even in hunting. Uh-huh, excuse me. and hunting, like you want to be able to to take a shot and make the shot that you're going to take. You know what I mean. So like, it's all the process for me It's like, you know, we've we've talked about shooting archery like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of shots. You know, before you're.
3: Well I love about able the breathing, write. right? Yeah, it's all the same. It calms you down because yeah. you got to control your breathing and everything. Like
2: oh, that. like when I go on a stock, and I know that. I'm like, say, what, however far away, and I feel myself breathing really deep, then I'll stop for a second Yeah, and be like, okay, we're not in a rush. We got time. Slow it down. Slow it down. We'll get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Because that breathing thing can screw you up real bad. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Especially oh, yeah. if you're prone at sitting there, you know, even holding off a, a shooting stick or going mm-hmm. on the ground and... You know that that'll mess you up. Or you shoot, your, you'll make miss a shot.
2: Like how? Like for me, I know. Like if I can lay down, that's what I want to do.
3: Yeah, I do too. I like being prone. Like, yeah. If you're gonna, I have my, sh- I have my little my like, can sack down there, mm-hmm. so I, you know, it's so yeah. I'm not moving if I have to, holding it down there, and yeah. Can
2: you explain what's long range? Because I was, I was talking to somebody and. We're like, hey, let's talk about what long range is because sometimes people think 200 yards is long range.
3: No, I mean, if you technically the term is anything from a pistol range, which you know, you, you, what your perfect distance on a pistol is, but anywhere from um, the accurate for a short yards. compact is 10 <laughs> yards, you know, yeah. and you go there. So 200 can be long range. It's for a long range rifle, though, if you have a good scope, 200 yards is nothing, right? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if you ask me, I told you my excitement was hitting that target 850 yards with a three by eight. You know, yeah. uh, then the best was the 308 when I shot it a mile and a half away. Yeah, that's, and, that's and, a long way, dude. And having six shot grouping. I mean, again, I told you we cheat based on the reticle and everything. So, I, I, but
2: at the end of the day, it's not cheating.
3: And that's and that's what Scott said too when I shot. He goes, "You you breathed. You kept it there. I mean, you you pinged the same spot." I mean, yeah. that's, there's something to do about that. And so, uh, but then the feeling about it too, right? When you do it and you know, that's when you shoot the bullet, right? You hear the bang and you sit there and you wait three seconds and you hear bang. <laughs> it, takes, it takes that long for that bullet oh, to get there.
2: Sometimes you can get back on the gun and watch the bullet hit the plate.
3: So one time when I shot, I, I saw the rings though. <laughs> You know, uh, that yeah. was really cool. That's yeah, the sweet. That yeah. is the cool where you see the the, the, yeah. the arc. Yeah, that was the really vapor trail yeah it was a vapor trail yeah. Awesome.
2: Yep. That's yeah. awesome.
3: But uh but yeah, the, the the I'm into it, I'm new and I got a lot to learn, but I am i I'm I'm excited about the next part of hunting,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's smart to know like that. It's an evolution, right? Like, it's you're growing in that space, and you have a lot to learn. Because there's people that think, hey, I'm going to go grab a gun. I got a jacket. I got a pair of binos, and I'm good to go. Yeah. And this box says I can shoot 600 yards, so.
3: Hunting's like (laughs) baseball. It's It's a thing of failures, right?
2: Oh, it's mind game,
3: too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. You didn't see, you didn't think I could put that correlation together. No, I, it, it, it does. I see it a lot of similarities, there, yeah. 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 I mean, it, it,
1: I think sports in general, you know, but like, uh, I don't know, hunting for me is like a, uh, it's a skill. it is, but it's a challenge. Like, it's so challenging that you know, you see, you can watch on TV, you know, outdoor channel or whatever and make it look easy because all they show is the wins. Oh, yeah. Um, there's so many losses. Oh man, uh, My archery. so many defeats yeah. and like, especially if you're like if you're solo, you know, guided hunts are, um, very difficult. I'm not saying they're not. I mean, but like that's these guides is what they do. Like they find the animals and they put you on them, and that's like, yeah. it's still like I'm saying extremely difficult. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm now multiply that, magnify that, going out on your own in an area you've never been in unfamiliar with the land, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, and and trying to just find something. And yeah. it's like, you know, you go back to people had to survive like that, and you're thinking, like, dude, this is really tough. Like, yeah, you know. That's why
3: they, a lot of them died. I, well, <laughs> it, 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 Thank you it. know, if this
1: depended, if my family depended on me to supply food this way, could I do it? Yeah. You know, and it's. Well, uh, you could. It'd you take could. A little, take a little bit. Yeah, oh, you could. A, it, I mean, it, plus it, it takes one big animal. You know, to kind of provide for... A little bit. You you can learn more. You can learn more. You can learn as you go and you can... But Well, you're
3: also... If you're doing that too, you're not limited, right? If you're tracking, you'll track three or four days to go get it as opposed to you're out in the weekend. You're like, I got to get back to work. Yeah, yeah, there's the difference. No, there is. If I was out there every day, I'm going to get something eventually. But But it's,
1: it's also a good feeling though, especially like... We just went through this, you know, this thing that was a joke for however long. But like, you know, you... You do say, you know, if if it came down to it, like, I could provide for my family and and we would be okay. And you want, like, I want my kids to be able to do that. I want my wife, if necessary, you know, to be able to do that. And if we got to grow gardens at the house and and, uh, be able to get our own food, then guess what? Yeah, yeah. We're cool. Yeah. We'll make it. Everyone has a job. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... uh, Not everyone has to hunt. No. Not at all. But that that whole thing for me is, like, just kind of... Yeah. Takes the, you back to, to reality.
0: Well, that's like the thing the, is
3: like,
2: there has to be a full, it has to be all encompassing for me because if we're not eating the meat. What's the point? And it's like, if I, there's very few animals I'm okay with killing if I'm not bringing home the meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and there's a lot of, you know, like you learn so much about how, you know, you see an animal. Like when I first started hunting, if I saw a deer, I was gonna go chase it. And now, you learn so much more, and now you wait. It's not about glassing up an animal. Now it's about finding one. I'm I'm not here to find one. I'm here to, you know, kill one. Yeah. So. I'm gonna get on a hill and I'm gonna wait for the opportunity that presents itself. That is gives me the highest odds of succeeding. Yeah, and it's the same for hitting a baseball, right? Like you're gonna swing at the pitches.
1: You're gonna hunt your pitch. Yes, like we literally talk about that today. Yeah, this morning, hunt your pitch, and it's you know, same exact thing. Yeah, because you
2: if you see a deer, and you're like, "Okay, I'm going after it." And you go blow that thing out. That thing ain't coming back. You just and then now you have to go. You're not catching it. Yeah, but if you just wait for him to make a mistake, and it might take three days, he finally makes that mistake. And now you can go go put a stock on him. We were hunting this big buck in Colorado. He was. I named him Hank, and I don't even know how I got the name Hank. I just called him Hank.
1: Yeah.
2: Here comes Hank. He was the smartest deer I've ever seen. He'd walk down fence lines on national park because he knew you wouldn't. He couldn't get killed on national park. He knew it. He would tease us, dude. <laughs> he would knock That's on the national park side. I'm like, freaking stupid deer. <laughs> yeah. He was is during the rut, and this buck would the does would go over the fence line, and we're like, hey, he, he sneaks across, and he's dead. Yeah, I got him. And he would literally walk down the fence line. And then he bedded on the freaking fence line. I'm like, he's just looking around like, you guys can't touch me, man. He would laughing. He would let, he'd leave the ladies. The ladies would walk around. He's like, girls mean trouble. I'm out. And he, he would always come in by himself. He would never bed with the does ever. But he'd always rut. But he'd never bed with them.
1: Hmm.
2: That's funny. He'd always show up randomly in all these different spots. I, I could. I found him like six days in a row. But he's always in a spot where we couldn't kill him. And then one day he made a mistake. The lot is like, I didn't think we are going to kill this deer. And he just showed up in the wrong spot. i like, you're freaking dead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <You> got <laughs> to drop the But hammer. if we like, if we wouldn't stalk that deer and blew, like we would have ruined everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We would have ruined the whole thing. And he would have never come back. So, when you're hunting animals like that, it's like, when you, and John Dudley talks about this, every time you walk into their area, Mm -hmm. you walk out, there's less animals there now. And it's true, man. Yeah. So, you got to take those opportunities.
3: So, Scott's funny, because Scott's been doing it. If you go to his house, he's got his trophies everywhere, but he, uh... I've heard stories where he's got tags and he'll find some good bucks, but he's a trophy hunter. Yeah. He's only going to shoot trophy stuff. And there's years where Paul's been with him. And he's like, I don't know why he didn't shoot him. He's, he's got to say, because I've, I've shot one like that. That's not, well, I know what I'm looking for. I'm going to take that shot on a trophy. Yeah. So. Well,
2: uh, the thing is, like, if you want to shoot a 200-inch buck, three, a 400-inch bull, you're not going to shoot one if you're shooting 180 inch a 180-inch buck and a 360-inch bull. And those are big animals that majority of people, everyone probably, 99% of hunters would be totally happy with. And then there's this elite group that, he is that. wants to, they just want a 200-inch buck. And that's like, you know, when you get into that class of hunters, and they probably love animals more than, know anybody on earth yeah yeah they respect them